Hey everybody, Don Martelli back at you with the PR Bunker today, talking to Ted Tai, who's the managing partner of National Development, talking all things real estate, which in Boston uh, is a very, very hot topic. You see a lot of cranes in the sky, which means things are getting built, and Ted and his crew there at National Development are usually in the center of all this stuff, so stay tuned. Hello everybody, and thank you for joining me on the PR Bunker podcast here today. Excited to talk to Ted Tai of National Development about all the great work he's doing in the real estate game and uh, the future of his business and just how things are going generally uh, in real estate in Boston and elsewhere. Ted, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Don. It's nice to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining me. I'd love to have you describe just uh, briefly your background and how, how, you know what you're doing now at National Development. Great. Um, well, my background's not all that exciting. Um, I, uh, I grew up in Haverhill, um, went to uh, school at Tufts and then at Harvard Business School. And I have been basically at National Development ever since. I'm one of the founding partners and uh, started uh, over 30 years ago. I'm sure the, uh, the, the real estate game has changed, but also been the same in over 30 years. What's that been like for you? What's that journey like? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I mean, I think being successful in real estate is kind of all about adapting and maybe being able to see a little bit of around the corner when others can't. Um, but it has changed. It, it always changes. And I don't ever remember everything changing all at once like it's done uh, over the last uh, 12 months or so. I mean, the, the effects of COVID um, have been just unbelievable in our business. And uh, I think, you know, we're all trying to see where, where things go next. Sure. What's the current focus of the firm? Um, what, what, what can you share with the audience in terms of uh, what you're looking for and what's next in terms of opportunities? Sure. Well, you know, our focus, uh, unlike many firms, has always been broad. Um, so in terms of the way we've structured the company, um, while we have the name National Development, we're neither national nor just a development company. Um, we do have a, a obviously a large development group, and we also manage uh, property um, throughout Eastern Massachusetts. Uh, and we are an investment firm. We're an investment management firm that uh, has currently raised its fourth fund um, and, uh, and currently investing it. And we also own a construction affiliate, Cranshaw Construction, which is one of the largest contractors in Boston. So we are involved in a lot of different areas. And then from a product type perspective, um, it ranges from uh, residential to senior housing, to retail, to um, a ton of life science that we're doing these days, office and kind of everything in between. A lot of hotels recently. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, we have always had the philosophy that um, when something is down, something else is up. And, mm. uh, and then as, you know, the world has migrated towards the um, mixing of uses within projects, it's really played to our strengths because we've been able to combine mm. you know, several different product types. I remember when I first joined, joined the firm, uh, I was learning about uh, our work in public affairs and heard about this little project in Linfield and I said, what's this, what's this all about? And, you know, lo and behold, every time my family wants to go out for dinner and have a good time and shop, we're at Market Street in Linfield. 
and I think about you, I think about the, the work that you all did there and the, the, the amount of dollars I've spent in that place over the years, whether it's, it's a $30 Starbucks run or it's uh, going to a restaurant, but uh, it's um, I think those kind of projects, one are exciting for us because it's um, they're new, they're different. And you know, fast forward to today, you know, it's all, you know, you see that mixed use term being thrown around. And I, I love the, the broadness of what you do. Cause it, it seems to me that you you're looking for opportunities for smart development and that may differ per community. Yeah. You know, if there's a common theme in, in some of the more interesting projects we've done over the last uh, 10 or so years, it's been that we've just tried to be remake places. Mm. And, you know, Linfield is a great example of that. That was a, um, country club that was in trouble, a conference mm -hmm. center that was uh, closed, and we remade it into a village, mm -hmm. basically, that includes residential and retail and uh, created a lot of energy and activity in that area. Mm -hmm. You know, the other one people think about, with, uh, not one of the other ones people think about with us is Ink Block, mm -hmm. which was the, uh, you know, former Boston Herald site as decrepit a block as you could mm -hmm. find <laughs> in the city of Boston. Very and, true. Uh, we are now completing our seventh building there, and it's as uh, you know vibrant a location as anything you'd find in the city. Yeah, I remember when I was a reporter for the Globe, I'd have to run the first edition's paper off the press to the Herald, and pick up a, a bundle of Heralds to see what we missed, and then cover cover things in the back pages, which was interesting. So I, I that you're right, that block was dilapidated for years, but it's 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 unbelievable how that feels like its own little community these days and i think your, your point about placemaking is is one that is not people not many people talk about but that's exactly what you do you create you have a vision and you create something where there wasn't before well we created this story around what this place called ink block would be mm. then actually developed it and uh it, it is very cool to see uh you know over a relatively short period of time how that sure. comes together and you know i always say that the true test was uh I jump in a taxi or an Uber in Boston and they say, take me to Inkblock. They actually know where they're going. So <laughs> there you go. Brand you awareness. Created, you created a place. Beautiful. I, I think um, another part of this work uh, from our perspective is the storytelling, right? Because you're oftentimes selling a vision into a community. How has, uh, you know, as you're looking at opportunities and projects down the line in, in, in the recent months or what have you, how has that community engagement process changed or uh, been the same over the years now that, with this technology and the restrictions, what's that community engagement process like for you guys these days? Yeah, it, it is. That's something that's changed a lot over my career. I mean, we used to go in and, and, and literally knock on doors mm. um, or sometimes call people on the telephone sure. just to <laughs> sit in their house. Imagine. <laughs> um, it, but the meetings were all very personal and, sure. and, and that's where information generally was conveyed. Sometimes you'd hand people a piece of paper. Mm. Um, I'd say probably the first wave of change has just been social media mm. and it can be really, really difficult for a developer to manage uh, information in this environment because um, all you need is one person in a neighborhood who might oppose you or mm -hmm. might uh, enjoy getting on the soapbox and they can put anything out on social media that they like. And of course, if it's on social media, it must be true. True. <laughs> it's gotta be true. Right. Mm -hmm. 
That, that to me has probably been the biggest change I've seen over my career is the power of, um, of, of social media and the change in communication. And of course, you know, the national politics and last sure. presidential election, we, we, we saw it on a much larger scale mm-hmm. how all that comes into play, um, mm-hmm. which is really dangerous. The, um, you know, I think the other thing we, we, we've seen is, you know, what's happened over the last year in COVID and so what's happened is we've gone from having those meetings in the packed hall um, where, um, you know, everybody's sweating and cheering and um, jumping up and down mm-hmm. to actually having those same meetings on Zoom or other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the first concern was that it would limit public participation and I was talking to somebody at the BPDA this week and said, you know, actually, it may have increased public participation. I'd agree. I'd agree. Because, you know, now you can sit at home, you can have dinner with your family, and then you can walk to the uh, other room and open your laptop and you can be at the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that is going to change and that will hopefully stick with us a little bit post COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to admit from a developer perspective, I mean, I've had four or five hour meetings where you're on in the fourth hour mm-hmm. and um, rather than sitting in the room um, for the evening, uh, I can mm-hmm. multitask from my computer at home and mm-hmm. keep an eye on, uh, on the Zoom meeting and then mm-hmm. just jump in when it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I think not, that's not so bad. Not at all. Accessibility is key. All right. Cause oftentimes I remember with the, with the market street project um, it's a numbers game. You need to get, you know, a good deal of people in the town hall to make sure there was an even conversation. And sometimes people just don't, as you said, don't have the time to spend four hours getting in a car, going to the auditorium, spending there. Now that we have accessibility um, it's sort of a, it's a love hate thing where, now we have this technology and it's about refinement and, and eventually when we can do both, you know, will towns allow town meeting members, for example, to both either be there in person or be there virtually. And does that vote count? And I think the, the, the rub is always, well, we didn't hear about this project in the past. Well, there's so many channels at our disposal these days to communicate a public meeting, right. And have people be part of those conversations that uh, there's really uh, a chance where, you know, people sh- should be able to hear about it and not have that excuse that they couldn't. So just pivoting real quick, I know, I know we get up against time here, but um, thinking about the national development story, what's next for you guys? Um, what's, what's coming down the pipe that you can share? Yeah, we have, we actually have a lot of interesting projects right now in our pipeline. Um, you know, our concentration is obviously in the city, but we do work outside of the area. Um, so as I mentioned, we're working on the seventh building at Ink Block, which is called mm-hmm. seventh. Wow. Inc which is Boston's uh, first large-scale co-living building. So that's a uh, 14-story building that we'll be delivering uh, about a year from now. Um, We are in the South Boston uh, neighborhood um, near, kind of between Broadway and Andrew, Mm -hmm. and um, have acquired a good amount of land there and Mm -hmm. looking to kind of make that the the next uh, ink block or transformational Mm -hmm project in the city. Um, We've started out by um, starting to transform what's known as the Cole Hersey building, Mm. um, taking an old industrial building and 
Um, we have uh, Tate going in. We've got the Bespoke Spin Studio nice. there. We have um, Castle Island uh, Breweries doing a terrific uh, new spot there and, uh, and several others. So it's, it's, it's starting to that process of creating energy mm. in the area and uh, ultimately will be a larger development. Um, we're working on several life science projects at the moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, what was intended to be GE's headquarters at 15 Meco Street uh, will soon be under construction in the mm -hmm. Fort Point area. Mm -hmm. uh, the WBZ uh, site in uh, Alston, where we uh, plan a, um, a three-building uh, project in addition to a new studio for WBZ. Great. Uh, the Mount Auburn Club in Watertown we acquired, and we're mm -hmm. working with our partners, Alexandria, on a life science project there. We, we've also kept really busy on a senior housing front, which has mm. been a big area for us. And I we bet. have um, projects underway right now in White Plains, New York, and Stamford, Connecticut, and in Lexington, Massachusetts. Mm. Um, so um, those and some more in, that we're uh, working on uh, should hopefully keep us pretty busy. Yeah. I, another very prominent one I should have mentioned is the uh, the Midtown Hotel mm. in the um, Prudential area that we're yep. working on. Right so, down the street from Northeastern. Yes, exactly. Yep. So it's relatively so, uh, quiet in your world. <laughs> um, you know, thank goodness for Zoom. It's kept us going. Yeah. And uh, I think like most people, we're looking forward to getting back in the office and uh, getting a little chemistry mm -hmm. and a little collaboration going that's been sometimes difficult on Zoom. Although, Agreed. Uh, you know, we've, we've managed to get through this year pretty well. Agreed. Yeah. I think there is a, a very heavy dose of, of people-ism in your business, right? Connecting with people and telling that story and having those community meetings and having three or four cups of bad coffee just to, to <laughs> communicate to a, an audience of, of a project. But uh, love to see, you know, continuations, uh, continued success with your, your group and uh, looking from afar in terms of all the you know great places you're creating. But uh, in the meantime, if people want to learn more about your firm and your background, where can they find you? Yeah, easiest way is our website, which is uh, natdev, as in nationaldevelopment.com. Um, they find awesome. me there. Or uh, my uh, Twitter account is uh, tyguy44 um, at, uh, it's, so at tyguy44, sorry. There you go. That's, Hit him up on Twitter. Name. I love it. And, 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 yeah. you, and if you talk to yourself 20 years ago, you'd have no idea what Twitter was. So here you are using it as, yeah. as, a, as a channel. That's good stuff. Yeah. Change it with the times. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, well, Ted, thanks you for the time. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Don. Good to talk to you. Thanks for tuning in to the PR Bunker podcast. If you want more episodes, you can find them on any streaming service you typically get podcasts from, Apple, Spotify, Google. You can also visit the PRBunker.com. Uh, in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you. You can always hit me up at donmartelli at gmail.com or on socials at BigGuyD across Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, etc., etc. And until the meantime, this is Don Martelli reporting live from the PR Bunker. Later. Later.